Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. I'm not going to take long, and we're going to get into the Word, uh, because it does not return void, but I'm not going to take a long time today on my message, because I want to spend some time praying specifically. Uh, I've had Zeb taking notes about uh, what people are sharing, and we're going to pray into those things specifically. So for instance, uh, he's going to get up here in a little bit and say, this was shared, does anybody need that in their life or in somebody, and you're going to stand up and we're going to pray into that. Um, but I want to set some precedent for you so you understand what's happened here today. Um, words, your words, aren't just idle things. They, cre- they, they create things, both good and bad, right? Your words do stuff. I'm going to show you that in the words in red as we talk about recalibration into what Jesus said. Our words are powerful. So anybody who stood up today and shared a testimony... I want to tell you what just happened in this room, or even online if somebody's listening. They shook a tree, okay? Have you ever, anybody here uh, have allergies to pollen or anything like that? All right, so you understand what happens when pollen trees get shaken, right? You get it more than anybody. Something happens in the air, there's particles floating around. Now, let's pray against allergies, all right? (laughs) That's where the analogy is going to end, but in in the spirit... In, in faith, when I speak a testimony and I refuse to be quiet about how good God is and what he's done and when I share it, I may not even feel it, but I'm shaking the tree of that faith, of, of what that is. And now pollen is floating in this room. You, many of you have heard things like, wow, I, know, I need that. There, it's because the pollen is coming in and what has happened is the faith in the room has increased by the testimony of the witnesses. And we're going to pray into that today. Your words are powerful. We, we've been doing this series about recalibrating to the words in red. Really, we need to recalibrate to the entire scripture, right? Uh, but, but we're looking into specifically what Jesus said, because some of what he said may, may sit a little uncomfortable with what you actually believe and how you practically walk things out. Your call isn't to then do acrobats to get yourself out of what Jesus has said, Your call is to move closer to his standard. That's our call. He's the standard. You're not the standard. He's the standard. Your opinions aren't the standard. He's the standard. A standard is, is, I got the definition here. I don't want to get it wrong. A standard is the level of quality. And the Lord has laid out his standard, the level of quality. When I got married, I found out that there are different Levels of quality, specifically in the area of cleaning. To me, clean the bathroom means, oh, I pick up the towel off the floor, I get out, it's all clean. My wife has a different standard. And uh, she has grace for me and all of that, but but, but, uh, I've learned that I need to head toward the standard if I want to live a happy life. Now that's all funny and well and good, but the Lord has set a standard. Now, it's not a standard of oppression, of, 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 uh, of slavery, but it's a standard of there's life abundantly over here. And if you listen to what he says and move toward the standard, even though I don't, maybe I don't get it, some of the stuff that we talked about, I don't get it. 
It leaves me in a tension. That's okay. Move toward the standard. We talked the first week about if I, forg- if I don't forgive other people, I won't be forgiven. Ah! That's a tension. We talked about how human anger doesn't, doesn't produce righteousness. We, told how, we, we talked about, these are things that Jesus said. Anybody who calls a, a, his friend, says, Raka, you idiot, you, you're in danger of the fires of hell. Last week, we leaned into how you find true life is to actually go low, to humble yourself. Jesus said to take up your cross, which means to die to yourself and follow him. So I want to quickly throw out some more words in red, standards, if you will. So the standard, what it means is a level of quality. But also, did you know a standard is a flag, right? When we say to raise the standard. Military terms. You'd have different, different battalions, and they each had their standard that they would hold. Now, the standard bearer was a very dangerous position to be. Because the enemy, oh, if I could just kill the guy holding the flag. It's going to confuse the troops because my standard, I'm marching with, with, the, with the troops into the battle line, into the zone, and my, the, the job of the troops is, because I'm in the middle of battle, I need to catch that standard in my eye and move closer to it because when I drift from the standard, I'm in dangerous territory. The standard is where the mass of the troops are, where you're the safest. Now, I want you to understand something. You, if you call yourself a Christian, a follower of Christ, you are not the standard. The word of God, Jesus Christ, is the standard. But your job is to lift the standard and to hold it. You are the standard bearer. We are so easy to complain. Like I can, I can go out and like we, we go, go to any place and be like, oh, it's so terrible, the world's so bad. Look at how far they've fallen. Well, listen. The only way they're going to follow the standard, like, you're not going to stab them with the standard until they get into it, but if you will follow the standard, people will follow. If you move toward the standard, it's a good thing. There's life. So I want to quickly throw out this one. We're going to start with, with kind of a, ah, standard, and we're going to move to a, yes, standard. They're both good, but you'll find tension in both of them, and then we're going to pray. Matthew 7, 1 through 5, we're going to start here. This is Jesus again talking, and this is one that you'll probably find tension, and he says this, do not judge, or you too will be judged. Ah, Don't judge, or you too will be judged. Now, how many have had this thrown in your face? Don't judge me. Who are you to judge me? Right? That's not what he's saying. He's, he's, He's talking to an individual. Hey, don't you judge. I don't get to throw this in anybody else's face. Or you too will be judged. I know there's tension there because it's like, and then Paul says I should judge those in the church. Here's, the, here's really what's happening here. Anytime you decide to sit in the judge's seat with the gavel, you're in dangerous spots because you're not the judge. Here come the judge and he's not you. He's the judge. You're a standard bearer. And yeah, there are going to be times where you have to have this, you know, those moments like, hey, you gotta, you're not living up to the standard. But in those moments, be very careful. Because Jesus goes on and he says, for the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Well, that person is the biggest. Oh, this is the measure that you get, to, you get to pick, actually, the quantity of judgment that you're going to be judged by. 
but it's related to how you judge other people. I know there's a tension there. I know there, I, I, we can't explain that perfectly, but it would behoove us to be careful, little mouth, what we speak. And, and when I say judge somebody, I'm not just talking about I go up to Tanner and be like, hey, you're being naughty. I'm talking about, hey, Stephanie, did you know what Tanner did? I'm judging just as much behind their back in the gossip and all of that. In fact, the, the hallmark of a gossip Excuse me, the hallmark of a coward is that they gossip a lot. Because they, they don't have the power to do it, so they have to do it secretly. The measure you use, when, when that dollop of gossip comes on your lap, and like, that person, and you're like, yeah, they're evil, they're terrible, they're the worst, they're going straight to hell. Careful. Careful. Your words, your words, your words are super important. Jesus goes on and he says, he says this to complete this thought. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no, no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck from your brother's eye. The Lord is really, whenever we start to get all judgy, he's like, look at yourself for a second. Like, that's your first, this should be your first red flag. The minute I want to pass judgment on somebody, stop. Look at yourself. Because oftentimes, Jezebel, you want to bring up my, uh, oftentimes it's more like this. So my personal sin, the things that I have problems with, aren't such a big deal. But Zeb is a real jerk. Can you believe he's leaving the church? Like, pfft, must not love Jesus anymore. <laughs> okay, that's not... We love you, Sam. But this, that, that's how silly you look. Yeah, but they're doing this, that, and the other thing. And you are self-absorbed. It's a sin, right? This is, like, we have to be so careful what we allow to just run rampant out of our mouths. Our secret judgments and what we allow us to throw out because listen there is a standard and it's most important that you follow it before anybody else to run after the standard that he set these words in red that we've been talking about our mouths are powerful tools how we talk to others talk about god i, I want to say this also uh and this is this is based on experience all right so this week um actually it's been about six to eight weeks I, I've been just really dealing, since 2009, I've been having atta like attacks in my feet where it would just be sh super terrible pain. Um, about three weeks before Christmas, boom, happens in my left foot, and it's just, ah, you know, and I work through it, and I work through it, pray, Lord, you know, all these things. Pray, the day the pain leaves, I'm like, oh, Jesus is good, he's amazing. Oh, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. And then for the last two weeks, all of a sudden, boom, in my right foot. And, and uh, I'm not trying to gain sympathy, but I just want you to understand a process here. So it, it kind of, it was really escalated. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it was just, just bad. Like Monday night, I could barely, you know, I'm, I'm hobbling around. I run into uh, NFL quarterback Jake Locker, and I wish I had a great story. He's like, oh, man, do you, you know, did you have a good story behind that injury? I'm like, yeah, like 50 guys tackled me right in the foot. Uh, no. <laughs> Tuesday like the pain had reached this this climax where you know that pain where you can't even think straight anymore 
I drove out to Linden to do something, and I totally, totally messed. I had to go back again, and I'm in so much pain. In the car, I start crying, and everything inside of me was just mad at the Lord. Am I alone? Here's what happens. In pain, everybody look at me, because you probably all experience, maybe it's not physical, but maybe it's emotional. You need to be very careful what you say in pain, because pain is, is wanting to rob you of faith-filled words. Pain is wanting you to say things that you don't actually believe or mean, but you're going to let it run out of your mouth because it hurts so bad. And in my heart, I'm like, God, it's been, it's been 20, it was not 20 years, it felt like a thousand years. It's been so, I prayed, I asked, Lord, won't you heal my foot? And I wanted, the things I wanted to say, I couldn't let come out of my mouth. I, and I'm glad I didn't. Because I wanted to say things to the Lord, like, because in that moment, what was trying, I was tempted to lose my faith, not in the Lord, but in his healing and in his goodness. Pain wants to rob you. And I will say this, like, so Thursday morning I wake up and I feel almost perfect again. It was quick for praise to come out of my mouth on Thursday. I was, oh, you're the, you're such a good God. The true test of my words and my faith and where my anchor is, is in the midst of the pain all of a sudden. What will I declare? What will be the abundance that I speak out of my heart? I, I share this in light of judging others, but it, it's not just all negative stuff. You can, you can speak good things too and, and actually develop good things into your life. I want to, you, you have fruity lips, everybody. You look at your neighbor and say, your lips are fruity. One of my favorite verses that I, I'm going I'm to race through this. Okay? One of my favorite verses in Proverbs 18 says this, A man's stomach shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips it, she shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. I love how the Amplified puts it. The Amplified says, Those who indulge in it will eat its fruit. Now that's a good thing and a bad thing. Because my lips and my tongue can indulge in real terrible things. But I can also indulge in the goodness of God and confess that. All of that in light of gossip, obviously. But I want to transition to one more tension-filled pile of words in red. Jesus talking to us, and then we're going to pray. But the, here's, your, here's your legal precedent. I tell you what. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm still, I'm still working through, through this. But I'm going to pray every day till I either go to heaven or I'm healed that this will be healed. Because that's the biblical precedent. The biblical precedent isn't to just fold up and say, well, forget it. I guess he doesn't do that anymore. That's not the standard. His standard is wholeness, is healing. And I lean toward the standard. I'll speak the word of God. Now watch this. John chapter 14, this is again your Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ talking. He says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Now watch this. I'm not making this up. This is in the Bible. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. There's tension for you. I've asked him for things and it hasn't happened. I've asked him for things and it has. He's not a slot machine. But the standard is to ask. And keep on asking. And believe and trust all the way. Trust and believe. He goes on. He, we're going to skip over to the next. I'm, I'm just giving. It wasn't just a one-time thing he threw out there. Although if it was, that would have been enough. 
John chapter 15, verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Jesus again. Skip down to verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. I realize there's tension there. And that's okay. But the standard that's being waved on the battlefield is ask. Ask is the standard. Stay by the standard. Yeah, but I prayed for 20 years for this, for my daughter, for whatever it is. It's okay. Keep on asking. That's faithfulness. Faithfulness isn't proven by the answered prayer. Faithfulness is proven by the process, and even in pain. Will you be faithful to ask in the pain? Or will you? Because I'm telling you, when I was, that, that pain that was like, I couldn't even think, everything inside of me was just like, just curse God. I mean, it's stupid saying it right now. But pain makes us stupid, doesn't it? Will you walk in faithfulness, in the pain of emotion, in the pain of loss, in the pain of, and keep moving towards the faith and the standard? This is what Jesus is waving. It's what he said. Guard your mouth in the process of pain. Intention, keep on moving towards the standard. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done here because I'm going to have Zeb come up. As I said, some things were said today about how, what God has done. And there's pollen in the air of faith. We're going to do this. It's going to be very simple. But Zeb's going to read something off. And he's going to invite you to stand if you would like to pray and ask into that as well. This is your faith moment. I don't care how embarrassed you are. I would encourage you to stand. (laughs) Stand because that's the standard. And we're going to lay hands on anybody who stands up for those things. We'll pray. We'll move on to the next one. And that will be the conclusion of our service. So, Zeb, I'm handing it off to you. Amen. Yeah, there was um, the, the first two testimonies were both about seizures, and so we want to pray for people who um, have any lingering effects from seizures. If you know someone who has had a seizure, and we're, we're going to run after that. Uh, I'm going to tag in um, just miraculous health. There was a testimony in first service about someone being born paralyzed, and uh, they, they, the doctor, they had an encounter with Jesus. The doctor showed up, and they are now walking. They were 100% healed. And so testimonies about that. There are, there are miraculous healings. So if you need a miraculous healing in your body or if you're standing on behalf of someone, if you want to stand up, please. Thank you. Go ahead and stand up. And now gather around those people. You can lay hands on them, and uh, we're going to pray. We're going to see Jesus show up and do miraculous. So, yeah, let's, there's, let's, we can get around some people over there, too. Thank you. Okay, Jesus, we stand on your promises. We thank you for these testimonies, Father. We say yes to you showing up in supernatural ways that only you can do. Father, we are here. We're saying yes to your promises. Jesus, we don't have to know. We don't have to understand, but we can say yes. So, Father, thank you that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, and what you've promised to do, you will do again. So, Jesus, we declare healing in impossible situations. Father, thank you for the miracles that you've done. Thank you for showing up and, and taking away all sorts of things, Jesus. But we declare for each and every person standing right now, Father, for situations that are represented here, we declare your supernatural healing. We declare your miracles, Jesus. We declare newness and rightness and alignment in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Okay, we're getting warmed up. Um, there was 
uh, a couple here about um, lost people not knowing Jesus, the prodigals returning. In first service, there was like four people talking about salvation. And I want to share a testimony from summer camp that I heard. Someone prayed for four decades for their mom, and they came to Jesus. So if you're praying for someone who doesn't know Jesus, can you stand up, please? We're going to stand on behalf of that. We're going to be the body of Christ and encourage one another. So if, uh, if you're not standing, go ahead and lay hands on these people. We want people to see Jesus. We need people to know salvation. So, so gather around. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you that by your kindness you draw people to salvation, Jesus. We thank you that you are willing that none should perish, that every person gets to be a child and daughter of God. So, Father, for the people represented here, Father, for the people that are represented outside of this building, Father, we say, Father, may they, may they make a heart commitment. May you move in their heart, Father. May they surrender. May they submit to you. May they choose to have salvation with you, Father. Thank you for these testimonies shared, Father. Thank you, Father, for the impossible for, for prodigals, Father, for people who have lost hope, for, for, for the people that they're praying for. Father, I pray that you pour out your hope and you pour out your goodness, Jesus. Thank you for siblings coming to know Jesus. Thank you for sons and daughters coming to know Jesus. Thank you for grandparents coming to know Jesus. Father, whatever it is, Jesus, we thank you that you are a God that does the impossible and we declare salvations in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um. There was a couple uh, testimonies in first service that they, they talked about being healed of depression and, like, seeing a doctor and, like, Jesus taking away all depression. So if you are, are struggling with depression, anxiety, stress, if you know someone, if you're praying for behalf of them, go ahead and stand up. We're, we're going to stand on behalf of this as well. Thank you. Thank you. So anyone, you want to see someone set free from depression or stress or anxiety, go ahead and lay hands on these people. We are standing in the fullness for all healing, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental. Thank you, Jesus. So, Jesus, we declare right now, Father, Father, we thank you that you are the perfect standard. Father, thank you by your blood, you wash things clean, white, pure, whole, Jesus. Thank you for restoration. Father, so we declare sozo healing in brains, Jesus. And with whatever it is, Jesus, we declare that depression has no right on the sons and daughters of God. Anxiety has no right. It has no place to be there in the, in the sons and daughters of God. Stress is not welcome in the sons and daughters of God. So, Father, we, uh, we hold on to your standard. We say yes to your promises. And, Father, we declare right now that that gets to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, just this one, it was kind of a subtle about Jacob's, but it's been standing out to me, and it was about fatherlessness. And um, if, if you, if you want to stand on behalf of someone, if you feel like you need the Lord to be your father, if you, if, if you feel like, hey, I, uh, I've, I missed out in my life on having a father, um, and if, if you're praying for someone with that, go ahead and stand. This whole issue of fatherlessness. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's gather, gather around those people. Yeah, Father, we thank you that you are a good Father. Father, we thank you that your restoration and your reconciliation, Father, that you are so good at restoring things and bringing things about that we can't even realize what it looked like before, Jesus. So, Father, we pray for the situations that are represented here, Father. 
We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your divine intervention, Father. And Jesus, you are the, you are the good Father. And so, Father, I pray that you show up in these lives, Jesus. Um, any, any habits, any lies, any beliefs, Father, that they're holding on to unknowingly, Father, I thank you that you can break those free in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for placing truth in brains and habits and behaviors, truth about who you are and truth about how good a good Father is. So, Jesus, we thank you for freedom. We thank you for perfect restoration and reconciliation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Church, like this, this is this is what we get to be as the body of Christ. Amen. Oh, oh, amen. Okay, amen, amen. Like we get to talk about the goodness of God. Like He has showed up in our lives. I, I know some of you. I know I know some of you guys have incredible testimonies. Like I know some of you have testimonies that you don't think are incredible, but they aren't incredible. Like God showing up and healing your headache. Like that's a testimony. You living a, a life where. You, uh, you just kept going to church and followed Jesus. That's a par- powerful testimony. Guys, don't, uh, don't belittle what God has done in your life. And so I encourage you, share with your friends, share with your coworkers. And then also as you hear about the goodness of God, say, hey, can I have that in my life? Like, we can do this at the dinner table. We can do this on, in, on, the, on your Uber. We can do this at restaurants. Like, well, whatever it looks like, we get to share the goodness of God. So, church, have a wonderful Sunday. Continue to, uh, to believe in his goodness and continue to walk together as a body of Christ. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.